0: Good evening everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour and I've got a great show for you. Uh, like I say I like to do things that are different and this is different from anything we've ever done. Lon, only goes by Lon, is my guest tonight and she works with geometric lines and art for to you know to look at people's um to, to look into people's minds and look at people's awareness and all that so she's going to talk about that tonight she can probably describe it better than i can you know how i am about describing things ah. anyway i want to introduce myself a little bit for people that haven't heard of me i am charlotte coast i'm the owner of the california haunts paranormal investigation team based out of sacramento california you can find us at, at uh, california haunts.org if you're looking for the radio show we've been on almost 20 years that's a long time right Uh, We're at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. We were on Block Talk Radio for the first 10-15 years and and decided to start doing this. So, yeah. So, here we are. Okay? Um, If you're watching from YouTube tonight, please uh, subscribe. Uh, There's a little ghost. should be a little ghost down there in the bottom right-hand corner that has a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. And that's our mascot. And uh, I hope you decide to subscribe because we have quite a few videos on different topics. And uh, if, if you peruse it, I think you'll find something that interests you. Anyway, I want to welcome you all. And in a minute here, I'm going to bring on our, our guest. And uh, I'm fascinated by her art. In fact, I was able to get uh, grabbed three or four pieces of her art off her website, which I'll be able to show during the interview. We're going to be doing a phone interview tonight. She's in San Diego. So I'll just let you know that ahead of time. But uh, I think you're going to be really interested in what she has to say. I know I am. If you're interested in learning about ghost hunting, Okay, California Haunted Paranormal Investigation Team, right? That's what we do. We go set, we go to people's houses, we help them or businesses uh, to understand what's going on, and it's all it's, it's all a part of educating people and helping people to figure out what what's going on. You know, we don't go in believing there's ghosts in there. We go in to debunk, and when we can't debunk anymore, then we start looking at other things. Okay, and we do it for free. We don't charge for our services. So if that seems of interest to you. Give us a call or uh, send a, shoot me an email from the radio website, and uh, we'll make plans to go out and see you. Okay? I'm thir- We have 35 people strong up and down the state of California, and so we can cover almost any county. We have people in Oregon, Washington, and Nevada, and Hawaii as well. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to bring Lon on, and we can start talking to her. So let me get this going. Hello, Lon. Hello, Charlotte. How are you today? I am great. What about you? I'm doing really well. I'm excited to talk to you.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I heard you on one of the other shows and I thought that I I was looking at your art and I find it to be so fascinating.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, what show did you hear me
0: on? I think it was Coast to Coast.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. I, yeah, and I started looking at your website and your art, I mean, it's, it's just, it's fascinating. It kind of reminds me of, you know, uh, like the, and I don't want to, I'm not cutting it down or anything, but it kind of reminds me of, of the tie-dyes, you know, the tie-dye art. Or remember those, those spiral graph things, you know, I think it's really cool. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's, it's a little similar, right? It's all kind of like man, mandala uh, yeah. based. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So tell me about you. How did you get into doing this?
1: Um, you know what my background is in graphic design. I was trained in Europe and went to art school there and kind of went into the the graphic design uh, industry, uh, marketing, um, you know uh, like logos, websites, things like that. And then somewhere along the way, I came across crop circles, pictures of crop circles. And that was incredibly exciting to me. I saw crop circles and I'm like, wow, you know, the designs are so intricate and so complex and so mathematical mind boggling. And as a designer, it just was exciting to me. So I took some of those pictures, put them in line art and gave it color. And from there it started um, developing in, in where I was wondering like, wow, well, if all these crop circles are different then maybe they all have a different meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Why is one why is one square? Why is one round? Why does one have three circles? So I figured like, you know, it's probably some sort of a language, so I can use these shapes and colors as a language.
0: So how did you figure all that out then? Um,
1: you know, I, I tried it out. I, I thought like, well, if all of this is a language, then what about if I can express a concept in colors and shapes so what about a concept like like healing or or love or intimacy or authenticity or kindness and i would just and i'm an intuitive so i would just sit with that concept like if you tell me like feel into what kindness would look like Mm -hmm. i would just go in inward go into meditation and sit with that and then I would just express that in colors and it would just appear in front of me and It would make a lot of sense. Like I made one for kindness and it's all turquoise and green and beautiful and flowy and it has water in the background and it just feels it comes all from that heart area, right from the heart chakra, which is green and and um, the throat chakra is blue and in between they say you have a um uh what's it called a high heart chakra Mm -hmm. which is more turquoise which is the expression that flows from our heart so that's why it became all turquoisey, i guess um so from there it went from concepts to people because then somebody asked me like well could you draw me in sacred geometry and shapes and colors and i'm I'm like, yeah, let me try that. And it worked.
0: I just so find, you I'm, know, this reminds, sorry to interrupt. We'll continue with this. But it reminds me of, of you being able to draw auras, only only this is the way you, you see them.
1: Right. It's it's almost like the, the, the expression of of something that, that I can feel, like the energy or the vibration mm-hmm. or the frequency of somebody or a concept. And if you translate that, what would that look like in a way that we understand it? So it becomes a language because my clients are all over the world and, and my Oracle decks, for instance, are translated in many languages and people get it, you know? I mean, a, a picture of the colors, it's the same in any language. And how amazing is that, In especially in this time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is really harmonizing. It brings us together.
0: When you're sitting with somebody like that how long does it take you to start seeing stuff
1: i sometimes see it while i'm sitting with them but most of the time i like for my soul portrait journey for instance i i do a soul connection session in which we connect either in person but mostly over zoom and I ask a lot of questions and we meditate together and we go inward and I connect and I feel their frequency. And after that, I, it's it's more that I sort of tell the universe, like, OK, I'm ready to open the channels to receive mm-hmm. whatever needs to come through for this person. And then I just start drawing. I start, um, I do this digitally. So I go on my computer and I just, for instance, put a circle down and I make it green. And then I tune back in to the frequency of this person and the pictures that they have given me, because I always ask for a couple of pictures of them, like snapshots. Mm-hmm. And then I just look at the picture and then I look back at what I'm creating and I can just feel whether it's in alignment, whether it's a match, whether it resonates. So and then I just, you know, I just flow through it and it just develops. I just follow what feels right. and the end result. I mean, I've been doing this for years now, and I've done hundreds of people. Um, it it works and people recognize themselves, recognize themselves in it. And, and I describe it as well. I describe the whole thing like what you're seeing, what it means, how it applies to your journey as a as a soul. So I don't necessarily to answer your question more direct, I don't necessarily see the end product mm-hmm. yeah. right away. When I look at that person, when I see them in person, mm-hmm. but it develops, like it just flows, you know, it's, it's like channeling. I don't think a channeler usually knows what they're going to say until they just let it go and just start talking. Right. Right.
0: Or an automatic writer. Yeah
1: right right so it's 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 kind of the same as that you know i don't know sometimes i meet somebody and i have a distinct feeling like wow i see a lot of red around you or i see lots of green and so that's where i'll start but i never really know what it's going to look like until it's there and then all of a sudden it's like oh there you
0: are got it these are real cool and my question with this too as you talk about the chakra um I know that there's certain colors of the chakra, but I'm, you know, as I look at these things, because I pulled the, the four that you had up on your website to show people. And right. as I look at these, I'm seeing pinks and colors that aren't normally on, you know, on on, on those chakra charts. What does that mean yeah. when somebody has those kind of colors?
1: You know, I think we're always gradations of a lot of things. And I think we're always like a, a symphony of, of different frequencies and, and colors uh, merged together. So a pink could, could mean that there is a, a mixture of the colors that make up that pink, you know? So mm-hmm. the reds and the, and the oranges and the yellows. And but the pink usually also indicates, pink is very much a color that's associated with the divine feminine. So, not everything is a direct relation to the chakra. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's also symbolic of, like I said, like the divine feminine is usually like a pink, right? Just right. like the divine masculine is often like a blue. So there's a lot of different um, how would you say that? like models going on at the same time? because mm-hmm. I use a little bit of numerology as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, because some things come in and it wants to be four circles. And sometimes I have mandalas that, that have like six circles. Right. And sometimes I don't have a circle, a circle at all. And it's a, it's a triangle.
0: That is really cool. And, and how long does it take you to, to do these things? When, you know, when you start drawing?
1: Well, usually, usually the, the journey, the complete journey with somebody is two to three weeks. And that's from finish to, um, from beginning to finish. So the, the the piece itself takes me usually anywhere between a week and 10 days, mm-hmm. you know, some just flow out and I'm so in the zone that I can't even stop and I have them within like a week and sometimes, but often it's it's a journey, often it's a couple of layers and then I have to just pull back, go sleep on it, come back to it the next day and bring in more layers. And I have to meditate with it and see like where it wants to go and bring in more layers. And then once the creation process of the image itself is done, then I start looking at it, sitting with it, like I literally put a chair in front of my computer, I have the piece on my screen, and I ask it to tell me a story. And that's when I start the writing process, which usually takes me another five to seven days to get the story right, to understand it. Like, why is it showing up like that? Why is there red? Why is there green? Why is there six circles? Why is there water in the background? Like, tell me the story. Mm-hmm. And then and then once I have all that, I put it all together. And then I apply it also to the, to the person. Like, how does this all apply to that that journey that you're on, like your life?
0: That is so interesting the way you do it. I've never Isn't seen. It? I've never seen anybody do this. I've been around people you know, that work with chakras, you know, and and, the, and they'll do the colors for the chakra and all that, but I've never seen anything like this before.
1: You know what? Honestly, I haven't either. As uh, there's probably other people that do something like this, but mm-hmm. I have never seen it like outward this Mm -hmm. way so i might be one of the only people in the world that does it so Mm -hmm. it took me a long time also to understand it and to to get the story around what i'm doing and to put it in a context and a sort of like a um you know a system in where where it made sense to me and where i also could repeat it and where Mm -hmm. i could explain it and where i can work with it and now Especially the last year, I would say, it makes so much more sense. That's why I wrote the book Modern Merlin, because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden what I do kind of fits in the whole new paradigm that I describe in there as well.
0: How does uh, the the geometric patterns, how how do you equate those with, with what's going on with somebody?
1: Well, sacred geometry is, is, is the architecture that we find underneath everything in, in creation. So the way I like to envision it or explain it and understand it myself is that like energy in its purest form when it's only energy and it hasn't been formed in, in something substantial, Mm -hmm. it hasn't taken on anything. It is just free flowing right? To go from free flowing energy into a form, it has to follow something to go from nothing into something, right? Right. So that in between, I see as the sacred geometry layer. So it's almost like envision yourself a layer and we call that sacred geometry and above that layer is is the ocean of free-flowing energy Mm -hmm. and under that layer of sacred geometry is form it's like you know bodies and stuff and plants and birds and people and right anything that has to be created star systems earth planets all of that so The way I see it is almost like that energy at some point flows through that layer of sacred geometry, takes on different shapes and forms Mm -hmm. that we then see in our in our world, in our three dimensional world. So at the basis, there is always geometric patterns and and repetitions. That's why you find certain geometric um, patterns or, or shapes like, for instance, the spiral. We find the spiral everywhere in nature. You know, we see it in we see it in plants, in flowers, how they curl up. But we mm-hmm. also see it in star systems. We see it in the way um, the ocean waves break onto the shore. We see it in our DNA, like you know the the uh, the DNA strands, how they spiral as well. So there is repetition of the same design
0: mm-hmm. or
1: blueprint mm-hmm. everywhere. And, looks- and we see it in inside our bodies as well. Like the way our atoms right. revolve around each other is actually the same way as planets and stars do it in, in the macrocosmos. So, mm-hmm. So there's rhyme and reason to it. And when I discovered that, that was to me that was really exciting mm-hmm. because I'm kind of like a nerd at heart. I mean, I'm an mm-hmm. artist, but I love math and I love science and I love to understand I'm a digger.
0: Um, I'm looking at the colors, too, and what I find interesting about this is that, what, can you explain to me why certain colors are, are, are at different levels?
1: What do you mean different levels? Well, I mean,
0: like, like, like when you draw the geometric patterns, you know, like, you might have, like, the light blue in the, or, or, or yellow in the middle, like this one I'm looking at that was on your website, uh, that's in the middle of what looks like the star. Um, right. You got like a flower there, but in the middle of the flower is the yellow, and then it goes to light blue, and right. then and then it goes to it like. Depends.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it depends on what concept we're, we're talking about or what person. A lot of them are mm-hmm. soul portraits. And for me, often the center shows us the core, you know, it shows us what's at our essence, what's at our basis. Often with people that are very connected and very out there and their consciousness is very expanded, I find like very bright or very dark colors with bright lights in there, you know, Mm -hmm. indicating almost like they can go out into that galaxy. But sometimes I find people, for instance, that are very much in their heart and they have this beautiful heart connection that might be green at the, at the center. So it totally depends on what we're, what we're talking about. I just follow where it wants to go. Mm-hmm. Like on the kindness one, the whole thing is um, turquoisey green and blue. And in the middle, there is like a bright, almost like a magenta-purple. And that to me is an indication of uh, connection to source because that's where the colors of the, the higher chakras go. Right. On. And to me, that indicates um, an understanding of something that connects to the divine, like a sacred space or to, connects to source, to the creative source or God or spirit or whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I think of that, um, you know, the way, I, the, the way I learned to envision it is like a rainbow. And like, like when I was having not surgery, but uh, uh, something done to me and I wanted to calm myself down, I started up at the red color, you know, and imagine that and then slowly brought myself down all the colors of the rainbow to where I finally hit that white light at the bottom to to calm everything. That's why when I'm looking at the colors, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to visualize the colors that that, that you're doing
1: right beautiful you know and i don't even know for certain if it's the same for everyone i think most people when we have some kind of an experience of something divine or something godlike or angel like we we i think we not only associate it but also literally see light right bright light uh uh-huh. um, whether that's like a bright blue or a bright gold or a bright silver or so I think there is certain things that are based in in what we all experience that that Mm -hmm. has to probably do with with the foundation of the design Mm -hmm. and some of it is just what we also collectively kind of agree on right we we associate certain colors um, with certain things and there's always reason behind that like you know red is, is, is it's often like a danger, a warning and like pay attention kind of color, mm-hmm. which brings us closer to the to the root chakra, the first chakra, which has to do with our physical bodies and often with safety and security. So it makes sense. And we see that translated, for instance, in um, in traffic, in traffic signs, right? Mm-hmm. Like a stop stop signs and warning signs are often like red or you know, if you really want to get somebody's attention, you make it bright red.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: so it's interesting when you start looking at that. Right, there's 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 so many hidden layers everywhere in society. Like I'm still discovering them. So.
0: Well, I mean that's true. Also for like hospitals or, or even mental hospitals, the way they paint the walls.
1: Yes. Right. Yes, I agree. i you know what I've always. I, so I've always thought, like, how how fun and how cool would it be to get some of my activations, because I call them activations, mm-hmm. into hospitals. Right. I mean, how nice would it be if you would sit in a waiting room and you could look at one of these mandalas that actually have a meaning? And I made one for healing as well. Mm -hmm. And I made one for kindness and I made one, I mean, there's tons of concepts that would be amazing to just sit with and contemplate Mm -hmm. when you're sitting in an environment like, like a hospital or a medical facility.
0: Absolutely. Question in the chat room is, um, do these designs represent the elements?
1: The elements like water, um, air is that what they mean metal yeah
0: yeah
1: mm. um, sometimes yes sometimes it's it's i mean it's 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 in there like a lot of the the pieces that i make if i see water or if if i'm drawn to bringing water in it's often represents the, the emotional world and the subconscious or that what we're not aware of or that mm-hmm. what is hidden um and the and the elements of of water and flowy and so it's it's all woven in there but it it's i think what people need to understand is that it doesn't like it's it comes from my creativity first Mm -hmm. and then i describe it so it's not that I sit there and I go like, oh, I'm going to put water in there because I'm going to bring that element in. It's always the other way around. The The image comes first, and then I learn what the story is and it wants to tell me.
0: I knew an artist that did something similar, but a different type of art. And she had known this person that was under a lot of stress. And every time she drew an image from this person's head or or, or drew about this person, it was always a cracked egg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> right? Yeah yep. Well and that's how my, that's how my readings are too. I guess that's how I speak to to my guidance or to spirit or the divine as well. you know when I sit with somebody somebody and I do a reading, I just tune in and and for me, it always comes in images. you know it, it just it shows itself in images and, and often it's associations with things that that I am familiar with. You know, um, it could be, for me, Merlin has, has always been a guide of mine. If I see him show up, then I know it has to do with magic. And if it has to do with magic, it tells me that I need to expand my view and believe that the impossible could happen. And that it starts with me believing it. So it's such a complicated, um, not complicated, complex. Complex mm-hmm. is probably a much better word.
0: Mm-hmm and
1: um of of how everything connects right and how everything just points to the next thing and to the next thing and to the next thing and
0: and how responsive have people been to this you know when when you get done and then you write down what you know
1: oh amazing especially in in soul portraits you know so well first of all i i made oracle decks right so Mm -hmm. all, all of these pieces um found their way into Oracle Decks, a lot of the Oracle Decks, a lot of the soul portraits are in the Oracle Decks, which is beautiful as well, because it means that the soul expression of that your soul expression could actually be touching thousands and thousands of people all over the world, which I believe is the way how this world gets better, right, when we all touch each other and help each other and support each other and help each other grow. So um, people have been incredibly responsive. My My first deck came out in 2016, I think. Yeah, 2016, and I won um, an award for it that same year, or maybe the next year. And it's still selling incredible. Like, it's still going up in sales. Um, My second deck came out in 2018, and I'm going to come out with um, a magic deck, the Modern Merlin deck, in the beginning of next year. So. And it's translated in, I don't know, I think like in four languages or so. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, and I get emails from people all the time and people reaching out and wanting greetings with me and saying that they love, love the images. So people are responding really, really well to it. And, um. And the personal soul portraits are, you know what, they're they're kind of life changing because once you have a piece on your wall that is a representation of your soul essence and why you are here with a very distinct description and understanding of what you're doing and what you're looking at, you can never get away from that anymore. I mean, that's a constant reminder and constant activation to become that highest expression, you know, to become your full divine soul expression to the you know to the best Mm -hmm. that you can so um, So that's that's really impactful and it stays with you for the rest of your life
0: Well as a photographer, you know, I I go out take my own photos. I put them on my walls I would love to have something like this like you say. I would love to have this kind of thing on my wall
1: right Right. I mean, I made my own. It took me years to make my own soul portrait. For some reason, I I never did it. And then I think like two years ago, I'm like, okay, I got to do this. And it was very interesting to be client and creator at the same time. Um, And actually to be the creator was not as hard as to be the client. It was very um, emotional to receive it also and to really uh, see my own soul expression and understand it. Um, I'm I've always kind of understood what I do here, but to really see it expressed that way and described, mm-hmm. and now it hangs in my um, bedroom, and I wake up to it every morning. And even on the days where I feel like, yeah, not really feeling it today, you know, <laughs> we all have those days, right? Right. And and that soul portrait is hanging there, and going like well, you we signed up for this.
0: This is what you're doing. So let's go. Let's do this. This is really cool. Now, do you close, like, a lot of automatic writers will close their eyes, you know, when they do the automatic writing. Do you do this with closed eyes, or are you fully awake? No,
1: I don't do it with closed eyes, but I often do it standing up, and I move, and I don't really use my mind. Like I said, I don't. I don't think about it. Like when I'm in that creation process, mm-hmm. I have music on, I'm singing, I'm in my happy space and I'm just, you know, I'm I'm like a conductor. I'm just like pulling from different places, working with pictures, working with gradients and transparency and a little bit here and a little bit there. And so it's it's kind of mindless, mm-hmm. but I do use my eyes because it's a very visual visual art that I do. So
0: so when somebody comes to you and wants this done what like you say you do some meditation what what do they have to do on their end
1: come with a really open mind and an open heart and um, and also be prepared to um, to really connect you know to themselves and to their higher selves and their soul and also be okay with feeling me around because what they give me permission for is for me to connect with them on a soul level, on an energetic level, and that means that when I'm in the process of creating a soul portrait, that I will constantly tune in to them, right? I'll be thinking about them, I'll be meditating about them, I'll be walking around with my daily walks and I'll be like tuning in and feeling them and to see what they're about so I can bring it through. So the feedback that I'm getting is that people say like, you're constantly popping up in my head, like mm-hmm. you know, and I dreamt about you, and I feel you, and so it's a it's an intimate dance. It's a very sacred dance.
0: Have you ever had anybody come in that was really stressed out that wanted this done?
1: Well, describe stressed out. I think a lot of it, a lot of people <laughs> want this done at a moment in their lives where they feel like that that there, that there is more to them. That they mm-hmm. want to step in to, to more of their purpose or that they may be not even really clear what their purpose is. That they feel like that they're not satisfied in what they're doing and mm-hmm. they want to, you know, they want to expand. So, so most people are, you know, ready for transformation, ready to take it to the next level, ready to level up, you know, to bring the frequency up higher and to really step in.
0: Well oh, that's kind of like what I was getting at was, you know, somebody that's right. having a lot of trouble in their life wants to come in and see where where their where their frequency is at.
1: Right. Well, but it's not really a representation of where they're at. It's a representation of what they can be in their fullest expression. Because remember, this is an expression of their soul. So we don't always every day. I don't completely fully embody my soul portrait Mm -hmm. every day, every minute of, you know, I have days where I'm off as well. And that's the beautiful thing, because then when I look at my soul portrait, I can almost align myself again to that pattern and that harmonious design and those colors and lift myself up to that higher vibration and and be that, you know, and raise, raise my frequency.
0: This kind of makes me think of people that, you know, uh, paint for fun. You know, people that you wouldn't normally think paint, like, you know, I don't know, like there's certain movie stars that, that, are, that are tough guys on screen and whatnot, and what do they do? they paint and i and i think it's similar you know medicinal because they're getting the colors out on, on canvas and stuff
1: yes I'm, I'm thinking about it i'm tuning in while you're talking like yeah yeah it is well i mean anything any artistic endeavor brings us closer to our create. i mean We all stem, we all come from a creative source, right, from Mm -hmm. a a higher power, a creative source. So anything creative that we do will automatically bring us closer to that part of us, to our soul part, to our multidimensional part, whether that's writing or drawing or sculpting or gardening or cooking or singing or dancing or, you know, any of it. So I, I I mean that's the beauty of art and that's what that's what we've seen throughout human history as well, that artists are often at the forefront of where consciousness is evolving to, because they're often the visionaries of they, they see they see in places where a lot of people can't see, and that's what inspires the rest of us to and invites us also to go there, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. So when you do that, so my next question is because I know people that do psychic work, it can be exhausting, you know, to do stuff. Is this exhausting for you? I mean, when you really get into it, is it tiring?
1: No, I love it. I love it. This this is my happy spot. I I don't know. I've never been. No, everything around it to to make it into a business, you mm-hmm. know, and to to create like a whole body of work around it and explanations i mean then some of that is linear and that could be tiring but i even that i love what i do i do everything myself i i write everything i draw everything i create everything i design my website i do all my social media i do all my emails i mean (laughs) i and, and i i so love what I do I mean I literally I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy so I think when you're in your happy space I do get tired but you get tired in a different way mm-hmm. I literally get tired because I just need to rest you know because my body needs to rest because my mind needs to rest but it's not because I feel drained by what I'm doing because what I'm doing is coming through me and not so much from me so that's a that's an infinite stream right i tap into a higher a higher place so that comes with so much energy also
0: now one thing like, i don't remember hearing it but you might have said it was um were you an artist before this
1: well yes i mean i was one of those children that was always drawing and scribbling okay. and i love making collages and i loved like doing Interior design, working with furniture, working with lights, I'm, I'm always harmonizing everything, harmonizing my environment, harmonizing the relationships around me. I just always look for for the harmony in things. So I went to art school. Yeah, I went to art school and I majored in graphic design and marketing. And that brought me to the advertising industry. So I did corporate, uh, corporate design for a while. And that mm-hmm. was just not my thing. Um, this is, this is where I'm really happy. And that's the way I design websites as well. I mean, I, I design websites for people and I take on clients that are really, they're always really aligned with my work. People come to me for their websites because they love my work and I create my websites the same way as I do my art. I have intake conversations with people and I really tune in to their vision. And then most people give me complete freedom to make something and. I've never had, I've never had anybody not like what I created for them. So just really fun.
0: When you first started doing this, how were you able to find clients or people that were willing to let you do it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, right? Um, well, when I first started doing it, I mean, I started as a graphic designer making websites. So, <laughs> and I still do that a little bit. And then on the side, I, I started... Sp- messing around with these crop circles and colors and shapes and then I started making them for people and at some point I had so many of them that uh, somebody suggested like you should put it in an oracle deck and find a publisher Mm -hmm. and this is actually a really cool story because I had no idea how to find a publisher I just know that at some point um yeah do you have a minute for this story because it's a cool story go for it Okay. I um came across a book in two thousand thirteen um made by the artist Rosouli. It was called um the language of love, I think. Let me see because I have it in my in my thing here. It's called it was done by the artist Rosulli and he was working to the journey of love. And the the poems in that book were done by Richard Cohen or Cohen. And I bought the book because I fall fell in love with the art right away. And I brought it home and I read it. And I and I decided, like, I'm going to just reach out to this artist and just express how much I enjoy his art, which I did. And he wrote back and it turned out that he lived in Hollywood in California. And I'm in San Diego, California. And he invited me to come up and come to his studio and have a chat. So I did that and um, I showed him some of my early pieces of my art and he said that he believed that I was going to be very big because he could feel the soul in my art Mm -hmm. and of course that coming from um, an artist was was amazing so I was on wings after that and then when I started looking for a publisher um, I came across beyond words publishing and my Mm -hmm. first encounter with them um, in the first conversation that I had, um, the owner actually said like, you know what, my name is actually Richard Cohen and my friend Zui that I uh, published a book with several years ago, mentioned you uh, several years ago that he met this really talented young artist and that he uh, was really excited about it. And for some reason it didn't align then, mm-hmm. but we came across each other a couple of years later and he became my publisher. So."
0: Nice. So,
1: and once, once you know, once you're published, it, it becomes a little bit of a different ball game, right? Because they help with publication, they they help with distribution, they help with marketing, and so then I became known for my Oracle decks, and 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 now I'm still, I'm just still growing. I just uh, published my first book, Modern Merlin, that came out in December. Um. So yeah, it's 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 just growing. I don't know social media, word to mouth, a lot of word to mouth. People come across my decks, connect with me, want to work with me, want to have a soul portrait. You know.
0: When you talk about Merlin, um, and seeing Merlin, <laughs> what does Merlin look like?
1: Uh, you know what? I think he probably shows up different for him. For sometimes he shows up in different. Um, ways, but I think for most people the way we know him is, is maybe as the, the the older man with the white hair and the beard and maybe like the blue cape on or something like mm-hmm. that almost like the you know the, the Walt Disney kind of um, Merlin. yes. Um, right. And I associate him with magic, but sometimes he comes in different shapes. you know it's, it's at some point you just understand the, the the feeling or the frequency or the vibration of it. So for me, when I, I woke up one morning and I just knew like, oh, modern Merlin. Um, and I thought like, wow, that's a really cool word. You know, mm-hmm. it's a cool. Um, and then I looked it up and I'm like, okay, it's not a book. And then, then I knew like, oh, it's the book that I'm re- writing.
0: The reason why I asked is because the Merlin that I, you know, like you say, the Walt, there's there's the Walt Disney Merlin. And the one right. I, the, the, the one I, I really remember as a kid was like from the musical Camelot. And it was the old man, but but he had the creepiest eyes. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he had those,
0: like, reflective eyes or whatever they were. And it was really creepy. But, I mean, Merlin is Merlin is magic. I mean, you're right. That, that's what people think of Merlin. You think, right. You think of all that magic.
1: Right. Yes, and and some people, you know, some people ask me like, well, magic can have you know, that can have really scary um, sides to it as well. Right. And I, you know, and for me, it's like you know, anything can be scary. It's not the magic that's scary. It's what like what we do with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like with anything, like with power or religion. Um, I. Yeah, I I know the Merlin that you were talking about. I don't know. I have a hand puppeteer Merlin that I bought like a month ago or so, and he is so whimsical and so funny looking that he just makes me laugh. And he's like the funny, cute little Merlin with with the blue hat and the, the stars on it and the happy Merlin.
0: Right, right, right. I think it's cool. I I, I think it's great that that you you know have put yourself a Merlin. I, just, yes. I, just, I just wonderful. And it's wonderful and it's catchy for people well, to think about you know
1: right because magic is another one of those activations and pieces that i made a couple of years ago and when i sat with the whole concept of magic i was just thinking like you know what is magic and magic is really just something that we name anything that we we don't understand right we we experience it we see it or we feel it but we don't really have an explanation and if we don't then we just call it magic right so, so, over time, that changes, right? Right? Some things used to be magic, and now science has caught up, and we can explain it, and now we take it out of the box of magic, and it's not magic anymore. And that made me realize like wow, we we are really very magical. We are very magical beings. we We are capable of so much, mm-hmm. and we can be in such beautiful co-creation with, with God, with Spirit, with the universe, and, and they don't teach you that in school. You know, nobody tells you that, and now we know that what we think, and what we believe, and what we say, that our words, that all of that matters, mm-hmm. right? It's important, like what you express, because all of that holds a vibration, and that vibration is going to interact, with the field around you with all the energy around you and that's going to determine what's going to show up in your life Mm -hmm. well that's magical right right it is and it's not i mean we can explain it but it seems magical and we all had that experience right you think you think sometimes you go like oh wow you know i never see volkswagen beetles anymore right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you see five in one day right 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 well is that because you you know what happened there? Is that magic? It's, it's probably because you said it, that vibration is out there and mm-hmm. now your awareness is focused on it and you're becoming aware of it. They were probably there before already, but now all of a sudden you're seeing it. So all of a sudden it's part of your reality. So you manifested it.
0: Right, right. And for you to pick Merlin, I think to associate that with magic, it's a good choice because I know there's, there's magic out there. When people think of magic, they think of the dark stuff. But there was really nothing dark about Merlin.
1: Not the way that I remember. Right. You know, not the way that I remember. And I also did you see that uh, um that series? I think it was from the BBC and it was uh, the series Merlin. It yeah. was a younger Merlin with with King Arthur, yes. and younger King Arthur. Oh yes. gosh. I love that series with the dragon and and he is a beautiful Merlin and he he has such beautiful intentions for the world and He's protective and funny and and cute and that, that's the kind of Merlin and magic that I that I envisioned with that. So for me, it has only very positive and very very high vibrational associations.
0: What do you want people to you know after they visited you and, and gotten this painting from you? What, what 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 do you want people to take away from all this?
1: Uh, I want people to take away that life is magical and that they are magical and that Mm -hmm. there is so much hidden meaning and hidden connections between everything and everybody, including us. We really are at the core of what unfolds in our lives And, and, and how we experience our life has more to do with our perception. And our perspective then it has to do with the with the real circumstances it's kind of that glass half full glass half empty and you can train that you can learn how to see the magic instead of just the things that go wrong and when you do that it shifts your life and you become way more joyful and you start seeing the magic and the more you see it the more you create it
0: and you also said that you do card readings as well right
1: right yes i do they're like half intuitive, half card. I use the cards and I tune in, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still expanding and growing with that as well, but I always use the cards. We look at that and I tune in and yeah, it's very fun. Um,
0: I wanted to ask you about the cards a little bit, because I know, you know, you see this stuff on TV. Where you know you you got the psychic reader sitting there and 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 she's flipping the cards over and all of a sudden she comes up with with the with with the dark card. I mean, is that oh. dark card necessarily dark or is it? Does it doesn't mean other stuff.
1: You know what? Yeah, you're talking mostly about the, the tarot, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I personally don't I don't prefer tarot for okay. myself. I okay. don't use it. I only use oracle decks. Okay. And the decks that I made are oracle decks. Okay. so The difference is that Tarot is really based on on a system, right? You have 78 cards, and there's always the same kind of cards. And there are a lot of cards in that system that could imply something more disturbing or challenging Mm -hmm. or scary even. Mm -hmm. And in my world where I come from, I come from a place of possibility and potential and in my world there is no such thing as, as only dark or something that I think any challenge can be overcome and it has to do with our perspective so my Oracle decks don't have any scary things in there and, and I also help people to unravel anything that they do experience as challenging to see what's at the core of that. Like, why is it scary? Why is it, you know, and how can we shift that? So, no, I don't do anything you will never hear like, oh my gosh, this is a really scary card. And I don't (laughs) do predictions either, because I feel that we have a free choice in any given moment. And there is no such thing as a set course. I don't believe that. I believe that we can shift anything by changing our perspective, by changing our attitude. We can change our energy and we can change our reality. In any moment,
0: I like that. I like that a lot because, like, yeah, because you know, there is some scary. You know, there, there are there have been people that have gone to card readers, like I said, right. and, and they come out scared to death because they think there's something bad going to happen to them. I, I like hey, your. Hey. I, I really like your philosophy.
1: Yeah, and, and and here's the scary thing: like, if somebody tells you today that, oh my gosh, you know tomorrow something terrible is going to happen, you're going to trip, and you're going to fall, and you're going to break your leg, right? Right. If If you walk outdoor tomorrow and you have that on your mind and you think that's gonna happen, then the chances that it is gonna happen are probably pretty big because mm-hmm. you're gonna feel clumsy, you're gonna feel scared, you're gonna feel like, oh my gosh, right? You're not in flow, you're already restricted, you're you so I, I would never do that. So instead I would much rather tell some somebody you know the potential and and something that's possible for them and what I see available to them because there's so much available to all of us in in any moment.
0: How long does it take to do an or- an oracle reading on somebody?
1: Um most of my readings I think on my website I I them down is like 15 minutes, and most of the time I go over. <laughs> I mean, you can you can sit with people for a long time, and it's so much fun, also. And and there's so many layers to look at. So, I would say on an average, uh, 15 minutes. I'm going to start doing live readings in San Diego in uh, in a store here in Encinitas pretty soon. Just because I like the the one-on-one contact, like the real contact, not mm-hmm. just on Zoom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I'm going to offer like 15, like one, five minutes uh, options as well. And 30 minute options, because sometimes that's, you know, people just have only 15 minutes or they don't want to sit for 15, 15 minutes. And But online, I usually offer 50 because in my experience, if you're online in 15 minutes, you don't do that much. So
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was my next question is, um, how did, how did you adapt to COVID? To the lockdowns
1: wow you know i mean my work for one i already work at home right? right i work for myself um and i already work pretty much by myself like what i do i am in constant connection with the universe and with spirits and that's the space that i'm in so for me the impact wasn't that that large in my life because nothing really changed i already i i like being by myself i know I have no problem with that so I don't think it impacted me nearly as much as it did a lot of other people in the world Um, so yeah and it made me almost you know it made me feel much more motivated to bring more of my my work out um, and accessible online, you know, realizing like, wow, you know, I think the great thing that came out of COVID is that we all realize like how much we can be connected through programs like Zoom and, you know, I mean, it was it was sad that we couldn't do it live. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, I, I talked to people from all over the world. I had a woman from Dubai connect with me. I had somebody from South Africa. I had a couple of people from Australia. I mean, how fun is that?
0: That is fun. Did you find it um, harder or did you have to adapt to being able to Feel people—I don't want to say feel people out—but you know, with your abilities to do it via via camera instead of being like in person, did how did you adapt to that?
1: You know what? Not really, because I can I can do it even when I listen to somebody, or even if if I don't. See them or or hear them. I can just tune in. It gets easier if somebody is right in front of me, but especially when we're on Zoom and I can see them. I'm mm-hmm. very visual, so that that helps. But um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I think our abilities also expand with our possibilities. You know, it's almost like people who lose their sight often report back that their other senses expand much more. Right? They get much more sensitive and, and in hearing or in touch. So I think it's the same with with us, you know, if we can't really meet life in person, our our abilities will expand mm-hmm. to do it in other ways. And I find that more and more. so now.
0: Absolutely. And now, you know, yeah. it's kind of like second nature now for people to be on Zoom because at first right. everybody was yeah. pushing the wrong button, you know, and not right. knocking on the yeah. screens and all I that. Mean, so now I'm, it's just
1: I'm I'm running a, an online now that i uh, that i'm offering on zoom and i'm really excited about it because i have i have people sign up from from all over so i'm not limited anymore to just my you know my local followers or my local community but mm-hmm. anybody from anywhere can can join and and that's really exciting
0: um
1: i think it brings us together that way right that's oh yeah
0: it fun? does I, I think zoom has done wonders for people um you know right. things like StreamYard too because you, you, you can go up to 10 guests even on here you know if, if you want if anybody wanted to do a, a, a class on this stuff as well you know it right. took me a while i mean like I when, I when i first switched this show over it was it was probably six months before covid you know and i started being on screen it took me a while to get used to it you know and i know a lot of people had to, had to make that adaption and that i used right. to laugh at some of the videos because you know people were just so awkward <laughs> you know when they were right. on
1: i you know what i do have to say that my my interviews and my appearances on because i've done a lot of interviews and podcasts over the last five months because of my book came out right i have to say that the ones on the radio are often easier it's easier for me to get into a flow because like right now i'm just pacing through my um through my kitchen and often i have my eyes closed and i'm just really tuning into your you know into your voice your questions your energy and I do find that if I have to sit still behind a computer screen, um, it's it's a little sometimes a little bit more challenging to flow, especially because you see yourself as well, and that that you know, and then you start like, oh, there's something going on with my ear, or <laughs> my hair is doing weird stuff, or oh man, look at those wrinkles, oh, right? So
0: see, so I have I totally a tip like talking becomes, to you now because. Transition. I'm so relaxed talking to you at this point, my chair rocks back and forth, so people will right. notice that, because they'll know when I'm in a flow, because I'll just start rocking back and forth on camera. Right,
1: <laughs> yes. I haven't, you know what, maybe I should try next time when I do an interview, because I do it when I work, actually, I put, my, I put my desk up and I stand, because when I'm working as well, I have to move, because bringing in energy and being in flow and in tune with With those frequencies and Mm -hmm. and the universe, I find that when I'm moving, when I'm moving my bodies and my hands and my fingers, like right now, I'm waving my arms around while I'm talking. So (laughs) it it works better that way. Mm -hmm. So maybe next time I should just stand behind my desk instead of sitting. You know, when you're sitting, it feels so restricted. It's like, like, yeah, it's dense. It's denser that way.
0: I agree. So how do you prepare to do like an oracle reading for somebody? Do Do you have to meditate first or what?
1: I usually set up the space, like before I go into a reading, uh, when people book uh, through my website, I one of the questions that I do ask them is like, is there something in specific that you want to address? Um, So I set up the space, you know, I take I take a couple of minutes to do some deep breathing, to to tune inward, to ask my guidance team for, you know, to to support me and to be in the right space. And then other than that, I just go in with a very open mind and an open heart and I tune into the person and I just allow whatever needs to surface to come forward. I never know. I, I don't try to steer it. It's just like my pieces. You know, I never know.
0: And do you record them these meetings for people so so they can see them later on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I do it all on Zoom, so that's easy, right? Sure. Although sometimes I have to say I forget <laughs> to to push the buttons. I've had some or halfway I go like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yes, yes, in, yeah. In theory, I do.
0: We all do Absolutely. that. You know, my listeners are used to me. You know, when I start the shows, I say just a second. I gotta make sure I push my buttons. It's all good. You know. we all forget to push our buttons we get ahead of ourselves you know and the next thing you know just something's not pushed and you're like oh my god you know right
1: (laughs) yeah but yes yes i do i do record them for sure yeah and i usually use like two cameras so so i can talk to the person and they can see me and then i have my other camera um pointed to my desk in front of me so they can see my cards because that's the only downside of not doing it in person Mm -hmm. because if you work with cards laying in front of you on the table, right? So it's right. hard to do that on screen. So I figured that out. It looks pretty good. Um I have a second camera that is just pointing at uh the spreads that I have. That's so, cool.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that took me a while. Well, I'm I'm a technical nerd also. I love that stuff. I'm very technical. Um, I'm very savvy on a on a computer and all of that. So that's the stuff where I, I like good lighting, I like good backgrounds okay. and I created a course online for a modern Merlin and I went all out. I do it with PowerPoint presentations and beautiful backgrounds and beautiful imagery. And I make like full screen meditations with my voice and music and my art. And um, yeah, I like that stuff. You know, it's all expression, it's all creativity.
0: What makes you stand out from other people that do uh, readings and, and similar stuff?
1: Well, for one, I use um, I use my sacred geometry oracle decks. I don't know anybody that that works with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that makes that makes it really unique. I also think that um, I come a little bit from a different place because I I am I am I'm very good at giving people different perspectives and asking them the right questions that make them think. I can help you to look at a situation in a way that you really haven't thought about before. And I can help you to look at what's underneath, like what is underneath this desire or this anxiety or this whatever is going on. So, um, so I, and I'm very right-brained and left-brained at the same time. So I'm not very woo-woo floating out there, but mm-hmm. I have very, very direct access to those realms. But I'm also very logical and very, I'm very clear and I use simple language. And I love to laugh. I make it funny most of the time.
0: So you've written your book. What's next for yes. you? What's coming up next?
1: Oh, what's coming up next? Well, I'm starting my Modern Merlin course online on Saturday, this coming Saturday. Um, so if anybody still wants to join, they're going to have to hop on right now um my mother Merlin deck is uh, I just sent it out yesterday the written part is done I sent it to my publisher now I'm going to focus on all the cards the design and the design of the box that's going to come out in the beginning of next year and um I'm sure, because they're already pushing me, I'm sure there's going to be more courses. Mm -hmm. You know what? I want to bring out more simple courses, like Mm -hmm. simple courses about how to work with Oracle, Deck, uh, for instance, or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, simple courses about sacred geometry and why it matters. And so a lot of things, I want to make things accessible for people. Now, I think a lot of people are waking up to to a broader perspective and a, and a, a new belief system and a new paradigm and i think there's a lot to catch up for many
0: absolutely and how can people find yeah. you
1: um, my website is the best way which is long uh, hyphen art.com okay and another really really fun way is to follow me on instagram because i'm very active there i almost post daily um and it's like everyday magical things i post my cards cards of the day cards of the week i post like animated versions of my activations i do some videos where you see me live um it's just fun so that's a great way to to follow me uh and that is one underscore art and where can people but you get... can find access on my website as well awesome
0: and where can people get your books or your book I'm oh sorry.
1: my gosh where can they not um you know <laughs> it's in all the, the, the normal places you can buy it through my publisher which is beyond Word publishing you can get it on amazon barnes and noble indie books um goodreads i i don't know it's it's like it's it's everywhere and i'm so sorry if i didn't mention some of the places where it is being sold that's um, cool. amazon is what everybody knows and that's probably the most simple and that's where you can get my oracle decks as well and again, you can find the links on my website as well, and more information about it. It will tell you a little bit more. There's little videos about it, little trailers. So
0: fantastic! Well, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, this was fun. And I
0: love Very your art. I, I love your art. I just love it. I mean, I can't say I can't I can't stop saying that. I just think it's beautiful.
1: Mm, well, let's connect and uh, let's plan your soul portrait journey.
0: All right, let's do that. All right. Well, thank you okay. so much. And you have a good evening. Thank you, okay. Shavage. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. That was really cool. I love her art. I mean, uh, I, I have to find out, look, look into having mine done because that that is just terrific. I was thinking, I was wondering if I could do it, you know, just kind of put myself in a meditative state and do that. But I don't know. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that was a great show and I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Tomorrow night, we're going to have a death doula on. The show's going to be at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. We're going to go an hour early. Death doula Jenny Grace Lyons is going to be with us. And we're going to be talking about home funerals and conscious deaths tomorrow. So it should be an interesting night. Um, You know, anybody that's had a death in the family and, you know, the high cost of having the body at the funeral home. You know, um, I I think the costs are a little different if if, if you have the body at home at home to, to do the wake and all that. So it should be an interesting hour to talk with her and, and, and get some ideas from her, you know, and talk about different things and, lo- and look at death from the perspective of a of a, of a of a death doula. So join me tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Be sure to check out our website at californiahauntsradio.com Also, please, if you're watching from YouTube, please subscribe. Please click on that little guy down there with the magnifying glass and the Sherlock Holmes hat. Please, please subscribe because we really would like some subscribers. If you have trouble finding our YouTube site, go to our website at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com and click on the video that's on the front. That'll take you over to our YouTube YouTube site. Also, all our archives are also located on the... uh, Well, not all of them yet because I'm updating, but... um, Huntrego.com has all our archives going back a year and a half, two years almost that you can check out our videos. Anyway again I want to thank you guys for coming. I have also teaching a class on May 21st from 11 a.m. to 2 pm uh, yeah 11 a.m to 2 p.m. Pacific and it's going to be ghost hunting 101 where you learn ghost hunting techniques, basic ghost hunting techniques uh, for people that just want to go in and you know with their families and check out a haunted hotel but these techniques will help you get better quality evidence that that you can share with your friends and stuff. Okay. Plus it also teaches, it teaches for both really it teaches the basic stuff and it also teaches the stuff for the more hardcore person that, that wants to run a paranormal team. So if you want to check that out, uh, that's over at the California haunts meetup. Just, just, just Google California haunts meetup and you will find us anyway. I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. And again, I will see you tomorrow. I'm going to share her contact information and where you can get her books and all that good stuff uh, in a couple minutes here. And then I'm going to bail out of here. But I will see you tomorrow at 530. So here we go. Website lawn-art.com. And the book is Modern Merlin. Uncover your magical powers. And of course, the Oracle decks. And they're available at Amazon and other booksellers. Want to thank you guys for coming again, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a good evening.